Hello, oh, welcome to this oh, week's episode of Nyambie. Uh, so today we are going to talk about eating disorders. Oh, it's been a while, uh, like a month or two, but today we are back with a new topic, a new chapter begins today. So today we are going to talk about eating disorders because oh, over this period of the pandemic, people, most people have been home and maybe they are eating has changed and some are gaining some are being obese and such like stuff so today we are going to talk about eating disorders so uh first although the term eating is in the name eating disorders uh these eating disorders are always about more than food so these are complex mental health conditions that often require the intervention of medical and psychological experts to alter their cause uh so uh, eating disorders uh are a range of psychological conditions that cause unhealthy eating habits to develop and so they might start with an obsession with food okay then there is this body weight or body shape so in severe cases eating disorders can cause serious health consequences and may even result in death if left untreated so today we are going to look at the various symptoms of eating disorders and the various eating disorders and how they can be controlled what are their causes and how can one refrain from these eating disorders so uh, uh, with these eating disorders uh, there are a variety of symptoms however most include the severe restriction of food uh, like food binges or purging behaviors like vomiting or over exercising so although eating disorders can affect people of any gender at any stage in life, they are most often reported in adolescents and in young women. Uh, in fact, up to 13% of youth may experience at least one eating disorders by the age of 20. So uh, eating disorders are mental health conditions marked by an obsession with food or the body shape, and they can affect anyone but are most prevalent among young women i don't know why it's not prevalent among men <laughs> so uh what causes eating disorders uh so mm, experts believe that eating disorders may be caused by a variety of factors uh such as genetics uh, well when we look at the twin and adoption studies involving twins who are separated at birth and adopted by different families provided for some evidence that eating disorders may be hereditary uh, so this type of research generally shows that if one twin develops an eating disorder the other has a 50 percent likelihood of developing one too on average uh, so personality tra- personality traits apart from genetics also another cause of eating disorders so in particular neurotism and perfectionism and impulsivity are the three personality traits often linked to a higher risk of developing an eating disorder uh, the three neuroticism uh, perfectionism and impulsivity these are the three personality traits often linked to a higher risk of developing an eating disorder so other potential causes of eating disorders include the perceived pressures to be thin uh, like uh, somebody really wants to we call it uh, slim possible yeah somebody really needs to be thin right <laughs> so then there is also the cultural preferences for thinness and exposure to media promoting such ideals 
So in fact, a certain certain eating disorders appear to be mostly non-existent in cultures that haven't been exposed to Western ideals of thinness. Uh, that said, culturally accepted ideals of thinness are very present in many areas of the world. Yet in some countries, few individuals end up developing an eating disorder that they are likely caused by a mix of factors like the ones discussed earlier so uh, more recently experts have proposed that differences in brain structure and uh, biology may also play a role in the development of eating disorders and in particular the levels of the brain messengers uh, the serotonin and dopamine may be such factors and uh, however more studies are needed before strong conclusions can be made uh, because this is only a research by two or three people so most studies need to be made on on these uh, brain messengers as brain structure and biology are playing the role in development of the eating disorders uh, so those are some of the causes of eating disorders and their genetics, uh, brain biology, personality traits, and the cultural ideals, uh, which are more prevalent in women. they wanting to be thin. I don't know why. And so we are going to the various types of eating disorders. So uh, our first type of eating disorder, we are going to have the anorexia nervosa. Uh, so this is the most well-known eating disorder and it generally develops during adolescence of young adulthood and tends to affect more women as compared to the men so people with anorexia generally view themselves as overweight even if they are dangerously underweight and they tend to constantly monitor their weight and avoid eating certain types of foods and severely restrict their calories so common symptoms of anorexia nervosa include uh, being considerably underweight compared to the people of similar age and height and there's also the very restricted eating patterns you find that somebody has uh, breakfast skips lunch and will have a snack in between around the late afternoon hours then he has dinner so a uh, restriction of eating patterns is also a cause of this uh, anorexia nervosa so there's also an intense fear of gaining weight or persistent behaviors to avoid gaining weight despite being underweight then there's also the relentless pursuit of thinness and unwillingness to maintain a healthy weight and a heavy influence of body weight or perceived body shape on self-esteem may also be one of the factors and also the distorted body image including the denial of being seriously underweight so uh, the obsessive compulsive symptoms are also often present uh, in these type of eating disorder for example many people with anorexia are often preoccupied with uh, constant thoughts about food and some may obsessively collect receipts at hard food such individuals may also have difficulty eating in public and exhibit a strong desire to control their environment limiting their ability to be spontaneous so uh, anorexia is officially categorized into two subtypes the restricting type and the binge eating and purging type so individuals with the restricting type lose weight solely through dieting fasting or excessive exercise and the individuals with binge eating and purging type may binge on large amounts of food or eat very little 
So in both cases, uh, after they eat, they purge using activities like vomiting, taking laxatives or diuretics or exercising excessively. So anorexia can be very damaging to the body and over time individuals living with it may experience the thinning of their bones, infertility, uh, brittle hair and nails and also the growth of a layer of fine hair all over their body. So in severe cases anorexia can result in heart, brain or multi-organ failure and even death. So that's some of the dangers of this type of eating disorder, the anorexia. So uh, people with anorexia novasa may limit their food intake or compensate for it through various purging behaviors and they need to do this through an intense fear of gaining weight when severely underweight. Now that this is what results to this uh, anorexia novasa where such people like they have intense fear of gaining weight even when severely they appear to be more underweight. Then the second uh, type of eating disorder we're going to talk about is the bulimia novasa. Um, so like anorexia, uh, bulimia tends to develop during adolescence and early adulthood and appears to be less common among um, men than women. So people with bulimia frequently eat unusually large amounts of food in a specific period of time. Uh, each binge eating episode usually continues until the person becomes painfully full. During a binge, the person usually feels that they cannot stop eating or control how much they are eating. And so uh, binges can happen within any type of food, but most commonly occur with foods the individual would normally avoid. So individuals with bilumia, when attempt uh, to purge to compensate for the calories consumed and relieve gut discomfort. Uh, so the common purging behaviors include uh, the forced vomiting, like in anorexia, uh, fasting laxatives, uh, diuretics, animus, and excessive exercise. So uh, symptoms may appear very similar to those of the binge eating or purging subtypes of anorexia nervosa. However, uh, individuals with bulimia usually maintain a relatively normal weight rather than becoming underweight. So uh, the common symptoms of bulimia uh, include the recurrent episodes of binge eating with a feeling of lack of control, uh, recurrent episodes of inappropriate purging behaviors to prevent weight gain, then there is also the factor of self-esteem overly influenced by the body shape and weight and also the fear of gaining weight despite having a normal body weight. So uh, the side effects of bulimia may also include an inflamed and sore throat and the swollen salivary glands, one tooth enamel, tooth decay, uh, acid reflux, irritation of the gut, severe dehydration and hormonal disturbances. And in severe cases, bulimia can also create an imbalance in the levels of electrolytes such as sodium, potassium and calcium. And this can cause a stroke or a heart attack, um, clearly indicating that this type of eating disorder is dangerous. And the third eating disorder we are going to talk about today is the binge eating disorder. So uh, binge uh, is believed to be one of the most common eating disorders, especially in the United States. And this, is, this typically begins during adolescence, like any other eating disorders, uh, early adulthood, although it can develop later on in life. And the individuals with this disorder have symptoms similar to those of 
hyperprolemia or the binge eating subtype of anorexia. For instance, they typically eat unusually large amounts of food in relatively short periods of time and feel a lack of control during binges. So people with binge eating disorder do not restrict calories or use purging behavior such as vomiting or excessive exercise to compensate for their binges. The common symptoms of binge eating disorder include uh, eating large amounts of foods uh, rapidly in secret and until uncomfortably full despite not feeling hungry, then the feeling of a lack of control during episodes of binge eating, feelings of distress such as shame, disgust or guilt when thinking about the binge eating behavior. Then there's also the no use of purging behavior such as calorie restriction, vomiting, excessive exercise or laxative or diuretic use to compensate for the binging. So people with binge eating disorder often are overweight, have overweight or they are obese, they suffer obesity and this may increase their risk of medical complications um, linked to excessive weight such as the heart diseases, stroke and the type 2 diabetes. Uh, the fourth uh, eating disorder today we're going to talk about is uh, the pica. Uh, so pica uh, involves eating things that are not considered food. Individuals with pica crave non-food substances such as ice, dirt, soil, chalk, soap, pepper, hair, cloth, wool, pebbles, laundry, and such stuff. Uh, this this is something I've seen most commonly in pregnant women in in the society today in Kenya. Like many uh, love to eat uh, soil. Yeah. So uh, pika can occur in adults as well as children and adolescents. That said, uh, this disorder is most frequently observed in children. Uh, pregnant women and individuals with mental disabilities. So uh, individuals with PICA may be at an increased risk of poisoning, uh, infections, gut injuries and nutritional deficiencies depending on the substances ingested and uh, meaning that PICA may be fatal. So however to be considered uh, PICA, the eating of non-food substances must not be normal. Uh, part of someone's culture or religion in addition and it must not be considered a socially acceptable practice by a person's peers so the fifth eating disorder today we're going to talk about the rumination disorder uh, this disorder describes a condition in which a person regurgitates food they have previously chewed and swallowed rechews it and they either re-swallow it or spit it out this rumination typically occurs within the first 30 minutes after a meal unlike medical conditions like reflux it's voluntary this disorder can develop during infancy or childhood or even adulthood and in infants it tends to develop between the months of 3 to 12 months of age and often disappears on its own so children and adults with the condition usually require therapy to resolve it and if not resolved in infants rumination disorder can result in weight loss and severe malnutrition that can be fatal so adults with this disorder may also restrict the amounts of food they eat especially in public and this may lead to loss of weight and becoming underweight then the last eating disorder we're going to talk about today is the avoidant or the restrictive food intake disorder so uh 
I think this is the new name just for an old disorder. So the term replaces a, th- a thing that initially was referred to as the feeding disorder of infancy and early childhood, a diagnosis previously reserved for children under the age of seven years. And although uh, this disorder generally develops during infancy or early childhood, mm, it can continue into adulthood. That's what's more, it's equally common among men than women unlike the other ones which are common in women and young adults compared to men. So individuals with this disorder experience disturbed eating either due to lack of interest in eating or distaste for such smells, uh, tastes, colors, textures or temperatures. So the common symptoms of this uh, eating disorder include the avoidance of restriction of food intake that prevents the person from eating sufficient calories of nutrients uh-huh. eating uh, habits that interfere with normal social functions such as eating with others then there is also the weight loss or poor development for age and height then the nutrient deficiencies or the dependence on supplement or tube feeding uh, it's also important to note that this disorder goes beyond the normal behavior such as picky eating in toddlers or lower food intake in older adults Moreover, uh, it does not include the avoidance of restriction of foods due to lack of availability or religious or either cultural practices. So, uh, in addition, there might also be, or there are other eating disorders apart from these six eating disorders, which are less known or less common eating disorders, and but they do exist and they generally fall under one of the three categories. Uh, purging, so there's this one called the purging disorder, there's the night eating syndromes uh, whereby the individuals with such uh, frequently eat excessively uh, often after awakening from their sleep. Then there are other specified uh, feeding or eating disorders. So uh, one disorder that may currently fall under the other specified feeding or eating disorder is orthorexia. Uh, although increasingly mentioned in the median scientific studies, orthorexia has yet to be recognized as a separate eating disorder by the uh, current DSM. So individuals with these tend to have an obsessive focus on healthy eating to an extent that dis- disrupts their daily lives. For instance, the affected person may eliminate entire food groups fearing they are unhealthy. This can lead to malnutrition, uh, severe weight loss, difficulty in eating outside the home, and emotional distress. So individuals with orthorexia rarely focus on losing weight. Instead, their self-worth, identity, or satisfaction is dependent upon how well they comply with their self-imposed diet rules. Uh, so apart from that, uh, the categories uh, discussed today, uh, they provide for a better understanding of the most it- common eating disorders and they dispel the myths about them so eating disorders are mental health uh, conditions that generally require treatment and they can also be damaging to the body if left untreated and if you have or know anybody who might be having an eating disorder uh, then it's advisable you seek help from a healthcare practitioner that specializes in the eating disorders uh, Okay, so uh, a minute.
Tarot does. We are going to tackle the signs and symptoms of eating disorders. So, a summary of the signs and symptoms of these disorders uh, vary with each disorder, but the most common symptoms include the abnormally low or high body weight and irregular diet, the desire to eat alone or secretly, using the bathroom frequently after a meal, obsession with losing or gaining weight quickly, obsession with physical appearance and perception of body by others, feelings of guilt and shame around eating habits, experiencing abnormal stress or discomfort about eating habits, and there are also the risk factors associated with eating disorders. Uh, for example, uh, women are more likely than men to have eating disorders as we have seen. So other genetic, social and environmental factors that may increase your risk of developing the eating disorders include age, family history, excessive dieting, psychological health, life transitions and the extracurricular activities uh, over exercising and such. Okay, so uh, I think that was all for today. Uh, So till next time, uh, thank you for listening.